Welcome to the People of Canterbury Baptist, a podcast where we meet the people of Canterbury Baptist Church in Melbourne, Australia, hear their stories and explore ideas relevant to our church and community. My name is Stephen and for today's episode, let's conclude our conversation with Praveen. Praveen, welcome back. I do appreciate that you've come back for a second opportunity for a chat. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks for having me again. I think last time we looked largely at your growing up years in India and then we particularly dwelt on your experience of coming to faith as a Christian and I really appreciate your open openness and your willingness to share so much of that story. I think for this conversation I'd like to sort of take us take us in, in a bit of a different direction so probably look briefly at uh, sort of education and your and you know and the profession you ended up getting into but then but then let's actually introduce your wife and introduce uh, your move to Australia and coming to CBC and a few of those other themes as well so let's let's I guess go back to your education years um, you did you did mention the last podcast that you attended university what course did you study yeah so um, I, I did my uh, initially I did my master's in economics. And uh, that was uh, from Kerala University um, in India. Then um, we, we moved to uh, NZ, to Auckland, and um, I, I thought of studying again. So then I did my uh, Bachelor of, bachelor of uh, Information Technology, uh, specializing in software engineering, and I did my honors, my degree and my honors in that. Uh, so that was a change of line for me. And then um, now I'm doing my PhD in uh, machine learning. Wow. Um, you studied economics initially. Was that because you, you had an ambition to head in, in the direction to become an economist or, or work in banking or work in finance? Yeah, I, I liked economics. Uh, so when I, when I was in my school, um, I, I really scored well in economics and that came to me, you know, many economic things came to me naturally. So I thought that's an area that I have interest and possibly I'm, my mind is bent on that. So, uh, And there were opportunities as well in those days for people who did economics. Um, so what banking then- was an opportunity. Working in a bank was an opportunity if you did your economics. And, you know, bank profession was uh, regarded very highly um, in India in those days. So what was it then that uh, that shifted you from that banking and, and, and economic and finance direction and into an IT computer direction? Yeah, so um, moving to New Zealand, uh, a small country, you know, um, my, my Indian economics and research background um, wouldn't have fetched me a job. So um, I was looking for employability and uh, I tried for many opportunities I didn't this was like 20 over 20 years ago and um, I didn't find anything. And then I said, uh, no, I'm not going to push in there. I'm going to do something different and IT is hot now. So let me go and do IT. So. <laughs> now you've, you've mentioned twice that, that you went to New Zealand uh, as if that's like a casual everyday thing that all of us get to do, just pick up our life from one country, shift it to another. Uh, just, just give us a touch more detail. What was it that drew you to New Zealand? How did that journey happen for you? Um, I think we've, after we got married, uh, me and Annie, we were looking at, you know, opportunities and what do we do next and all that. And, uh, in those days, um, immigration to Canada, Australia, and New Zealand was quite popular in India. And, uh, we looked at the brochures of all of those and we said, what's the, which one can we achieve quickly? And we said New Zealand looks to be the fastest route, so we took New Zealand. 
<laughs> so ultimately it was a, a, a pragmatic decision more than anything else. <laughs> now you mentioned also, Annie. In the brochures, you know, they had fern, um, the ferns, the picture of a fern, and, and that used to attract me. I, I used to like the picture of a fern. <laughs> that was one reason. Now you, you mentioned Annie. So let, let's go back a little bit. How did you meet your now wife, Annie? Yeah, so um, it so happened that uh, when I was in Bombay, um, I, I I looked for a change of job and um, I took a job with the, with a company called Tata Institute of Social Sciences. Tata is quite it's a it's a um, big big enterprise in India, and uh, I was made in charge of a, a huge uh, rehabilitation project. And um, there were two young ladies who um, came from other part of India to to work in that. Uh, in that stream and Annie was one of them um, <clears throat> so that's how I met her and then uh, we, we we got to know each other more because we were working together uh, and uh, you know that, that's I think that's the start and uh, she was from a from a believing background and um, you know that sort of um, was was another attraction but she she loved Christ uh, What was it in your relationship that uh, that brought you to the place to go? Yes, this is the person I want to marry. What was the turning point for you? Um, I think um, she she was quite um, uh, real estate down to earth, a humble person. Um, that's what attracted me. Yeah, wow. So here you are, Annie and yourself. You're in New Zealand. Uh, you've sh- you've shifted career. Your IT degree, and then heading in an, in an IT direction. After you finished study, were you able to get? Well, you're obviously able to get work in the IT industry there in New Zealand. So I got a job before I finished my studies. Okay. So um, that is another, you know, God's intervention. If you want me to talk about, oh it. yeah, let's let, let's go there. Let's let, let's do that. So so, so how did um, that happen? I did my first semester and, uh, you know, uh, God's grace, I did really well in all the modules. And it so happened that uh, the a, a bank in New Zealand uh, reached out to the university and said, oh, we are looking for um, some recommendations, some students who can come and join our workforce uh, uh, on a, to work with us on a quite casual basis. So they sent um, names of three people and I was one of them, top three that they, they found in the IT area. And I was one of them. And um, I went for an interview, you know, on the interview day, I had to take a bus and go to the city and I, uh, and go to a new building, look for the place and all that. And I was late for the interview by 15 minutes. Oh, wow. So um, I, I, I thought I should I give up. So no, I'll just still go. I'll still go. I'll apologize to them. I went there and the guys who were to interview me, they, they were just, they came out of the room and they said, I said, I'm Praveen, I came for you. You're 15 minutes late, man. <laughs> I said, um, yeah, I'm sorry, you know, I, I had to take a bus and all that and all that. And I, please give me an opportunity. And they said, okay, let's talk to you. You came, so let's talk to you. So they, they were two, uh, one head off and a manager there spoke to me. And um, I think they gave me the job. Wow. Um, I think uh, a story to that is um, after I got employed, I asked the guy, uh, one of the guys who was in the interview, um, and he's, I said, why did he give me the job? And I was late for the interview. He said, your honesty, we like your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> the 
that's a that's a, so, you know, that's, that's, that's a good tip for any uh, any young people possibly listening to this about uh, about uh, just being upfront and honest if you find yourself in that situation. Yeah, that's true. So um, I got a job, a casual job there. Then I, I I did casual job for two and a half years. Once I finished my degree, before I got into my honors, even before I was finishing, they asked me, "When are you finishing your degree? You know, we have a job lined up for you." So um, they gave me a job straight away. And then, you know, it all, it all happened. I kept moving roles and uh, became a manager and all that. And uh, I think I work hard. I, something that I back up myself, I put my effort into working hard. And that's something that I learned from my father. Mm. He was a very hardworking man. He used to tell me, um, whatever you do, do with all your heart. Work hard. And it doesn't matter if people around you acknowledge you or not. Because the one who acknowledges you, he's the one who looks from above. Wow. So he used to tell me that. And I always remember, I keep telling Ruben that as well. But, and he works, works hard. So, um, And if you look at the Bible, uh, when God created Adam and Eve, what did God tell Adam? You have to work in the garden, you know. Yes. Our God is a hardworking God and his instructions are to work hard. So we shouldn't be slack as Christians in, in any form. Mm. Labor is not unchristian. As a matter of fact, it's very Christian. Yeah. It's, and it's very godly. It's very right. Um, how did you then come to move into Australia? Just, just tell us a story about, about how you came into Australia. Yeah, so I think it's, uh, um, it's, it all happened suddenly. Um, the bank I was working for, my my boss, he he was offered uh, a change, uh, I think a higher position in a bank in in uh, Australia. So he moved across, and he's before he left, he tapped me on my shoulder and said, "Man, you know, just come and join me there. Uh, I would like to have people like you working for me." So um, I didn't make a decision that time, and he he kept um, you know talking to me and. So it so happened that uh, a, a big project emerged. They had to do some huge thing for the for the CEO of the bank, and um, he thought of me. He said, "Pravin is the one who can do it." So they actually brought me over. They paid for my relocation and all that, and got me over. Was it hard? Was there a sense that you were building a life, making friends, building networks within New Zealand, and all of a sudden you had to you had to to to, to leave them behind? Or is this is, is this sort of going back into your schooling days when you'll be shifting every twelve to eighteen months? Yeah, it was not at all hard for me. So it was like kind of the move, and uh, you know, all these changes excite me. You know, going to a new place. I wanted to uh, come to Australia and just explore. So I thought I'll be there for a few years, live there, work there, explore, and then we can go back to New Zealand. So um, it was not all uh, hard. Um, and when we set out, uh, when we thought of coming here, um, we also thought of going back after two, three years. So I told my boss that I'll be there for three years. Uh, I'll do the job, finish it off, and max three years, and we we head back to NZ. And it so happened that he went back and I'm still here. <laughs> I do confess, though, that, that my brain goes in the direction of Annie. Is Annie as adventurous as you are? Is she? Was this as, as smooth and easy and exciting for no, her? No, she's less because um, she she was she lived in in the same play part of India for nearly all her life mm. and studied in the same school from uh, from year one to year twelve. So um, slightly different. 
but you know, she took the plunge. We had um, that trust factor, and uh, we depended on each other in many ways. So we just took the plunge. So here, here you are in Australia working. How, how is it that you came to start attending Canterbury Baptist Church? Yeah, so after we came uh, to um, Melbourne, we, we started looking for a church to fellowship and worship. I uh, went to a few of them. Um, and then um, when we first came, uh, we were in um, uh, in one of the motels, uh, not motel, uh, one of the self-service service apartments. Uh, and... Um, we, we found a church there, so we used to go there. Um, we, were, like, we were not fully involved because we knew that was a temporary place for us. We had to move out in, in a few weeks' time. So um, we were looking for a we were looking for a, a place to rent, and uh, then Ruben uh, had to go to school. Uh, Joanna was little; she was not even one year old. Um, so we we thought, um, let's find a good school, and somehow we heard about Camberwell uh, Camberwell High. Um, and then we thought, oh, we should uh, rent a place near to Campbell High. And that's where, uh, that's how we landed up in Canterbury uh, on Mount Albert Road. Uh, we rented a place. And then um, one morning, um, one Sunday morning, me and Ruben, uh, we just walked out. We said, let's go around and look for a church here. And we found a church at the, in uh, the corner of uh, Canterbury and Baldwin Road. And we said, let's look in. So we, me and Ruben, we walked in and uh, we saw... Um, uh, dear Keith at the at the entrance and uh, receiving us with a big smile and you know shook hands with us and you know we felt very warm coming in and uh, that still stays you now the warmth stays wow. it was too warm you know it still stays um, so the friendliness and uh, the 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 good environment that we we saw at the church that um, kept us there and and we we have we have been learning and uh, growing in our you know a walk of faith uh, in the church. So we went through a few changes, but I think every time there was learning and I got opportunities to um, share the word of God and then I was in the media and all that and that kept us going. Um, Annie being involved in the children's ministry, she wanted to do something uh, with that and she was she was happy that she was involved in there. So overall, the reception we got, uh, the warmth we received and uh, um, the, the spiritual support prayer support and all we get that kept us there. So nobody brought us in. I think it's the Lord's leading that we we got there, but the church was involved in keeping us there. <laughs> it's interesting how many people have told stories similar to that. So um, almost everyone identifies the warmth of the congregation as being a real point of connection when they first came in and there was something just wonderful about that. So it's interesting that, that, that your story reflects the stories of others that we've heard on this podcast series. Um, and the sense of fellowship and support um, yeah, ongoing fellowship, ongoing support is a really key thing as well. And th- then probably the third thing I heard you say, which does line up with what other people have said, is just the invitation to participate. Uh, so quite quickly people are, are encouraged and invited and, and are given opportunity to express something of their, their heart and something of their giftedness within the life of the church. And it seems to be these three themes are common in, in the experience of nearly everyone I've been, I've been talking to, the warmth of the welcome, the ongoing fellowship and support, and then, then the opportunities to participate. And I feel like those are values that seem to be, to, to, to be important to, to, to who Canterbury Baptist Church is and how we connect with people and reach out. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, I, I am curious, though. Um, um, one question I hadn't asked you as we were exploring your faith on our last podcast was um, whether you, you ended up having a particular denominational affiliation. But really, I guess the context of this question is, as you were uh, walking out from Mont Albert Road, having a look, you, know, you and Reuben walking around looking for a church, and you saw this church on the corner of, of Canterbury and Baldwin Roads, the fact that it was a Baptist church, had you already sort of been involved or were aware of that? Or was it literally just you saw a church and its denominational affiliation was, it just didn't, didn't register to you at all? It was more the warmth and the other characteristics that, that attracted you? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. Um, I was not looking for a Baptist church. I was looking for a church. Mm. Um, but, you know, having said that, we were uh, involved uh, in worshipping uh, in a Baptist church back in NZ uh, for some part of our life there. Um, we were we also were part of um, a, a sort of a home church, you know, a, a small Indian community oriented church um, where um, uh, I was, I was one of the, one of the leaders of the church. And um, I think we had around uh, 170 to 100 people um, doing a lot of outreach work and all that. So we were involved there. Um, so we had a Baptist church association as well. Uh, but, you know, finding Canterbury Baptist church was not because I was looking for a Baptist church. We were looking for a church. We came in and uh, we were there for the worship on that Sunday and it aligned with what, you know, we were, we were used to before. And then I realized it's a Baptist church. I think it was on the, on the brochure or introductory slip or something. I saw it's a Baptist church. So I ticked all the boxes. So I'm not a denomination oriented person uh, per se, because I come from a, you know, primarily because I come from a non Christian background, you know, so I, I wouldn't fight for denominations. Um, I would I would rather uh, talk about um, following Christ, being uh, talk about discipling and following Christ. And in fact, the person that I, I spoke about in the in the first um, part was uh, the guy, the person whose face was reflected to you, and uh, you know he was a Pentecostal man. Yes, wow. He actually took me to a uh, his Pentecostal church a few times, and I met a lot of you know like very very committed believers in the church, and I, I have a lot of respect for. Pentecostal um, uh, church. Some practices, you know, as I explored in the word of God, you know, I had some different opinion about uh, some of the practices, but doesn't dissolve anything around their convictions and the, the following of Christ. In fact, uh, uh, one of uh, a couple of our closest friends in New Zealand that I continuously talk to, they have been followers of Christ. There's a lady, she's going to be 100 years uh, uh, in Jan. She's going to click uh, 100. Wow. And she has been an inspiration uh, in my spiritual work. She has taught me so much from the Bible. She's a Pentecostal person. Um, I even used to uh, interact uh, closely with uh, Catholic uh, Anglican people, um, uh, Martomite people. I don't know if you heard about Martomite. Uh, so there are denominations in India, in Kerala especially, uh, um, they, are, they are known as Martomite Christians, Jacobite Christians. Uh, so I've interacted with them. I've been priests uh, in their uh, gatherings. And I've seen uh, people from different denominations being filled with the the zealousness to follow Christ. Mm. So um, I'm not a denominational fan. Now I'm in Baptist church. I'm happy. I'm here. It's good. 
Which I guess is the, the per- perfect segue to this question, which is imagine for, imagine for a moment that you are now speaking to the congregation of Canterbury Baptists. You know, there they are uh, listening to this particular uh, conversation we're having. What, I guess what hopes and dreams do you have for us? What vision would you like to sort of place in front of, of uh, Canterbury Baptists? Um, what does your heart say about us? And, and, and um, how would you like to express your heart and your hopes for us to the congregation? Yeah, Bob, I, I don't know if I fully understand that question, but let, let me uh, let me answer it anyway. Uh, and it's a, it's not an easy one to answer. So um, if, if I refer first Corinthian chapter um, first Corinthian chapter 15 verse 58 it says, "My beloved brethren, be steadfast, un- unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord." For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So I think what I would say is as a church, whatever we do, you know, and whatever different activities we do, the most important thing for us to do is the work of the Lord. You know, so keep, keep introducing Christ to people, uh, influencing the lives of people. And I, I think our, that thought is always there for us uh, as a church. We have seen that. Just, just do more of it. So, um, uh, be happy with it. Be feel good about it, and keep doing it. Now, that is from a uh, from a service to the community, service to the the wider world. Now, from from your uh, individual perspective, I would I would refer to First Peter, First uh, Peter chapter one. Peter says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy." had begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So keeping that lively hope in our heart, you know, whatever we may go through, you know, we may have ups and downs and uh, in life, in our corporate life and work life, I don't know, we may have ups and downs, but our lively hope that we have, that perspective should never, should never drop off. Um, and, uh, you know, trust me, I've read many um, many books on many religions, many many followings. The lively hope that we only get in Jesus, you can't find anywhere else. Mate, I think that's the perfect way of just drawing our conversation to a close. A wonderful, wonderful gospel declaration. We can hear the preacher in you, and mate, look forward to having the pulpit back open, the live pulpit back open. We can we can stick you back in there and, and have you bring the word to us, but bring your heart and your passion and love for the Lord as well. Mate, it's been an incredible privilege, so thank you for, for being willing to be part of this journey. Thank you for being willing to open up your, your life to us in the way that you have. Um, and just thank you for, for, for this opportunity for us to be able to speak together. Thanks, Stephen. God bless you. And thank you to everyone who was tuned in to listen. This podcast is produced and presented by Stephen Field on behalf of Canterbury Baptist Church, Melbourne, Australia. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email cbc at canterburybaptist.org. If you're a member or regular attender of this church, how about you get in touch with Praveen directly and thank him for his contribution today. The music is a song, The First Step, by Andrew Naylor from his album Two Stones. This album is available wherever you purchase or stream your music. Join us next time as we continue our chats with the people of Canterbury Baptist.